Welcome to the Spiritual Boss Podcast for spiritual seekers and lurkers, the respectfully curious and the pursuers of their passion, hosted by Melanie Dawn, Jen Anderson, and Tanya Ryan. Hi, guys. Hey. Yo. (laughs) Very thug. Um, Today, I thought we would touch on, because I've been seeing it pop up a lot on my feeds and in a lot of conversations, and particularly a lot of men talking about... um, masculine energy and feminine energy and it seems to be um something that needs to be discussed because there's a lot of conflicting viewpoints on what is feminine energy and what is masculine energy and then how do you apply these understanding or knowledge of these energies to your life and I was telling Jen that uh in a past life I was like a hardcore type a personality and I think about my energy then and it was like all masculine energy what can I acquire what can I achieve what can I conquer was the energy I was highly like successful in that energy but was I happy no so I was uh missing like the the major part of myself that and I also told her too that path was a path of proving worth and and proving worthiness. And so if I had been in balance with my feminine energy, I would know that I already was. Mm -hmm. I just wanted to start with uh, my personal experience in it. I have a question already that just came when you were saying that. Do you think it's even possible to be full masculine energy? Well, personally, I don't feel it's 100% possible to be full masculine but do you think it's possible to be happy when you're in that physical, masculine, pushy? Yeah, I don't. I didn't experience it. No, I mean, it was probably one of my most unhappiest times mm-hmm. in my life while yeah. I was striving, achieving, and gaining things. Yes, yeah. and I think that for me, that's like why it's important to educate others on it because I think that's what I thought success was. I thought that's what you do. That's what you should do and just do more. But you (laughs) still use it, right? But I do. Yes. Like I truly believe you have to have both within Mm -hmm. you. And that's how you feel really good is when they are balanced and not a wounded place. Mm -hmm. It just depends how deep you want to go here. Tanya, you should ask some questions. Sometimes, sorry, I look at it too as like uh, freedom and discipline, as there are there are opposites that exist together within the same center. Mm. Um, masculine is the discipline to get the things done that I definitely don't want to do. The feminine is the freedom yeah. and the creative spark within yes. me. Yeah. Oh, that's what I saw. Is the man said. Um, Feminine is chaos and man, uh, masculine is creative. And I thought, you're the first person I ever seen say that. But, um, <laughs> but I'm seeing a lot of that lately is first people to say these certain things. And then it's just fact, right? Like it, it connects to someone's wound and then they take it and run with it instead of being like, mm, does this actually sound like my truth or, or, or any truth to it at all? Yeah, and I don't think creativity comes from a masculine place. I think that is just when you put into action your creation. I guess creation to me art, like physical Hmm. art, an artist, there is the masculine piece there that allows them to put the brush to the board and get the paints and to complete it. Yes, and continue and even to start it. I'm gonna I'm gonna challenge that. (laughs) 
Okay. Yeah, please I'm do. I'm going to challenge it that everything has a feminine and masculine quality mm-hmm. always at the yeah. same time. So creating is feminine and masculine always at the same time. And the, the influence might be stronger in one way or the other, but they're, they're present in everything. They're present in like, it's just as fem. you could put a brushstroke on feminine and you could put a brushstroke on masculine. Like, I don't think that, um, action should be purely a, um, masculine trait because there, I think there are feminine actions too. So I think it's just kind of like all it's, it's just, it's really hard for us human beings to wrap our heads around, like kind of these bigger dimensional ideas, like five and 10 dimensional Mm -hmm. ideas that everything is coexisting always. And so I don't think that anything is exclusively one way or the other, but sometimes it it is easier to explain it that way. Mm-hmm. I think there I, has to be yeah. parts to come in together. And again, I am such mm-hmm. a visual person today that I just want <laughs> She's to do a double that. helix. Yes. yes. Um, that they, when you're like the happiest and getting shit done is when those two pieces are in balance, not in balance but like working together nicely without fighting. I, yeah. I'd like the, to challenge that in, in like, not to challenge that everything coexists within each other. Cause I do believe that I believe that we are, um, functioning, um, back and forth all the time. It's very fluid, but I do think that certain energies and actions and, or creative or downloads have a dominant energy to them. Yes. They'll still have one aspect of that, but there, there'll be a dominant energy behind it. Yeah. And that's like to what I'm speaking is the dominant energy. Yeah. And I think so many people look at it as like, like I just see this in new business and I lived this. This was my full experience of like being in that masculine place of, I just need to do so much more, go do. And because I wasn't coming from a well-rounded place of in that feminine energy of just being good with everything that I am and allowing downloads to come through and acting on those downloads. It was such a logical, like, well, I need to do these steps because this is exactly what it's meant. Like what other people have defined success as. And that's just like such a wounded masculine state to me. Whereas Mm -hmm. when I like kind of let go of those things in the fall, everything blossomed so much more because I was just like, Oh, I don't need to do all of those things. Like, I'm very, like, this is just what I'm doing. I don't know. It's, it's hard to explain. It's really hard. I, to I hear you. And I think what I hear is, is you said you, like, you're connecting more to source. Yeah. Instead of what facts or outside source, you're connected more to source. And source has all the answers, like Tanya said. Like, it's a multidimensional our micro picture will never represent the macro of what's happening. And you don't have to understand why you, you didn't have to do those things in business anymore, but it just was not required of you anymore. Yeah. Daniel. Uh, honestly, I might have to edit this part out. I don't know kind of like the, the, the root of what we're getting to. So I can't really weigh in cause I don't know what we're trying to argue. <laughs> No, don't like, uh, don't edit this out, but it's just working with, um, trying to figure out how to work with energies or use energies and, um, understanding like when I am in my masculine. So I use this when I am resistant to, 
uh, I get a lot of downloads. I get so many creative ideas and I want to act on them all, but I have to use the discernment of my masculine energy to, to focus and travel down one path and to complete it. Otherwise, um, and this could be where the chaos he's talking about comes in and I've just stuck my foot in my mouth, but otherwise it is, uh, it is this flux of creativity that never gets completed. It's, it's just out there and I've taken it and I believe that, um, it has value in my life, but I'm not putting the energy to produce and to discipline myself enough to get it out there. And I was chatting, um, I was chatting with a gal this week and, and she's in that same sense as like everything about her business was force, force, force. And now she's like, I just pulled, I scaled way back and it's coming into a nice fluid state for her, but there's still like that need to get things complete. Mm-hmm. So being able to balance, like I, I 100% agree that we are all things at once, but where to apply this dominant energy. So yesterday I was doing paperwork and I did not want to do it. I wanted to watch Yellowstone and <laughs> so I had to, I had to say to myself, so this was like in my masculine voice in my head, you can watch Yellowstone if you get section this, this, and this done of your manual. That will be your reward. So I use like that disciplinarian within me in order to produce. And if I did not do that, I would just have crushed season two of Yellowstone. Hey, so I want to challenge you on that because this is where I really yeah. put stuff on its head in the fall. I would have watched Yellowstone first. Mm, I've been watching a lot of Yellowstone. I would have checked in with myself of like, what do I actually want to do here? What do the, and sometimes I do want to, I haven't watched Yellowstone yet. I don't want to get sucked into the vortex because it sounds really fun over there. Everybody's really enjoying the Yellowstone vortex. And so I'm going to choose the time that I started, but why do we, this is still to me such a masculine world that why do we get pleasure after we do something? Mm. Why are we allowed freedom? To answer you very honestly, I have prolonged my pleasure zone and that um, I have a training coming up at the end of the month. And I'm, I know this about myself is that I procrastinate until the point where it actually causes me like health implications. And so I, to be brutally honest, I worked 45 minutes of the day yesterday and and saw clients the other you know so like to put to put that into perspective what I asked myself to do was literally because once I I write I'm a machine I just blow it out so it was 45 minutes I got those three sections done and then I got to enjoy Yellowstone without the guilt of knowing that that was weighing on me so I prolonged my pleasure so that I could really enjoy it which is awesome. And I think that's where people yeah. sometimes get confused. I love that you said, I only worked 45 minutes yesterday. Let's be honest. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like for me in the past, it would have been like, oh, okay. So I have a six hour work day or an eight hour work day. I don't ever do it's, those. Yeah, no. Like, and I do usually bang out if I have something for work that like something that's like back end that way. I do usually do it first thing in the morning too, because I find I'm like fresher than like before I do fun things, but I do find it so fascinating that I don't know about you guys, but I see this with so many of my clients that they only allow themselves the good things as a reward. If they have succeeded at checking off their to-do list or getting certain things done. And I think for some people that come from a really wounded energy, that it's better for them 
to allow themselves to play and have fun because they aren't allowing enough of that feminine energy into their life, period. I'm not I want to ask you about that, Jen, because I don't work a lot with like the wounded energy, but I do understand like using the energy as, as a force to create, but the wounded energy, it, and maybe, do you know, is it a newer kind of thing that we're talking about? Like the wound inside the masculine and feminine, like what does the wound mean? And like, just tell me what you know, because I don't know a whole lot. How I but I do like see it. a lot of males talking about wounded feminine and wounded masculine. And so I'm curious to hear your take. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I don't see a lot of that. I look at wounded as those are your blocks. Those are your subconscious mm. blocks. So like, you so like know, our limiting beliefs. Yes. Like how you were even saying with like the procrastination piece, you have a little mm. bit of wounded energy around that because you're like, okay, you've put this on. I want to be free. Or you're going to, yeah, exactly. Right. Like we just want to fly in that feminine energy because we think there is a negative side to it. I don't think you're like fully in that by any means because you're so self-aware I think what I do with the procrastination is I ultimately want to punish myself. At the end of the day, I believe I want to punish myself so that as the training comes closer, I can beat myself up and say, you should have done this. You always do this. So you can get put back into that. Like, that's what I I know. That's what I do. So I want to save myself from that. It's that flex state when you're growing into that new level of yourself. Where those add. It can be a superpower. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like procrastinating, being able to crush things at like last minute is a superpower, but at what cost? Yeah, at what cost does that superpower I, come to my health and mental state? I was like that all through school. <laughs> like if there was a due date hey, or something. All life. I would be years for sure. And now I just know when I'm in something and when I'm out something, and I think you guys do too, of like, for example, yesterday I was trying to upload a video into Kajabi and I was just like, it's just not coming. She's not, I could sit here and push and I could go for this for like however long it takes that I'm going to sit here till it's done. Or I had plans to go for lunch and go to winners. And so I went for lunch and I went to winners and my community had to wait till this morning when it uploaded because I wasn't going to sit there for that. Cause there's no point in pushing at that stage. Like what, just mm-hmm. so that they can have that video right then, because I said I would. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Actually. Yeah. <laughs> and you you have to be okay with that, right? Like to let it go. But I was just thinking, when did, when did I learn to not do this? And it was actually Tanya who taught me to not do that, to not wait and to just like dig in and, and get it done. So you probably operate, I don't know, Tanya, where you, you are in your belief systems and that, but it is like out of structure and getting things done and complete so that you have peace. That's what I see. Yeah. That's like, um, that's, that's how it I have found if we're, if we're coming back to like, to me, the, the kind of what I hear Jen's bottom line is peace, right? Like yeah. is to be in alignment and to be at ease. And I think that for some people, they are the procrastinator and they push it to the end and then they get it done really fast. And that's their superpower. And honestly, if they're at peace, that's great. Why would you, why would you change that? And if that works, I think that basically everything works until it doesn't. So if it's working, good, like, like run with it. And if it's not working, then that's when you can explore 
um, a readjustment of energies. And I think like at any given time, we need aspects of ourselves to show up more or less than another. And I don't think that one is better or worse. Like I, I do feel like there's a little bit of a narrative where masculine energy is getting a hard name right now. Um, and probably just cause it has been more present than it's needed to be in certain situations. And so it's kind of getting squished and it's like, well, it, whoa, whoa, it doesn't need to be squished, but mm-hmm. it, it just needs to take its turn and it needs to have like, um, just like a little bit more of like a balance basically. And, and I don't love the word balance because I think that when we hear balance, we, in in the, in our visual, in our mind, we imagine these two weight scales and that they're even, but imbalance is actually just like relative to the situation. It's more like in ratio. So (laughs) in ratio, we need to have the proper ratio to show up. So, um, you know, if my kid is crying, probably I'm coming in with a larger ratio of feminine energy of comforting, nurturing, that kind of thing. Um, but maybe my kid is having a temper tantrum. Well, my ratio of masculine energy is going to come in because I'm going to need to offer a little bit more structure and, um, that kind of thing. So I think that, each situation requires you to readjust your and recalibrate that ratio. And almost like, sometimes it's almost like every five minutes. It's definitely almost. Oh, it's, it's, I think it can be every second. Like there's a really cool thing you can do when you are practicing um, yoga or if you're just any movement practice, it works. Um, But there is this thing called, Oh God, the bio tensegral. Um, crap. I haven't looked at it in so long. So there's this tension, basically. The mm-hmm. uh, and maybe biotensegrity, isn't it? Yeah, but there's a there's a point, like the like model a, for there's it. There's a thing yeah. you're looking for, like a peak. So I, I, if if anything, I would say it, it would actually be to be in tensegrity. So what you do is you do your movement practice and you do it to be in tensegrity, which means nothing is like pulling too much or pushing too much. It's like actually being in balance. And if you do this with really, really acute awareness, what you will notice is it is constantly shifting. So you'll get it. You'll be like, there it is. And then it'll move. And you're like, no, there it is. Oh, and then it'll move. No, there it is. And it keeps moving. And you're like, right, because I'm a biological being and nothing is ever staying the same. Everything is constantly moving. So that kind of like, whenever I see, like whenever I do my yoga practice in my head and I imagine that, that biotensegrity thing, I'm seeing kind of this, like almost like this multidimensional spider web always shifting and moving around. And when I think about that from like a masculine feminine energy place and how this, you know, applies to everything else and not just being in movement. Um, I see that web extending out into beyond me into the world and that this network is constantly in motion. So like, um, I think that's why that when we are, have people in our lives, especially when they're closer to us, that we feel so impacted by that because that web they're pulling that hurt pulls and twists on their web, which in turn twists and pulls on ours. Mm -hmm. And there's no, there's no way, like, that's why I really don't believe in cord cutting meditations and Mm. it's not like to discredit them. Is that new Tanya? Is that new? cord cutting meditations not not always they've never worked for me so I've done them they've never worked for me and then I just stop I I don't align with them and it's because I think you're always tied to people and I think it's a matter of actually 
um, not cutting the tie apart. Cause I don't think that's possible personally. Mm-hmm. It's a personal belief. You don't have to abide by this. This is my opinion. Um, but I don't think it's possible to cut the tie, but I think it's possible to clean it. Mm-hmm. And so when I am thinking about from your side to people, mm-hmm. I think you can you clean it period. Um, mm-hmm. it doesn't mean that they're not going to have, cause if they're, if there's stuff that's unclear on their end, chances are that tie is not actually to you, that's to someone else. And so you can clean the whole tie and they still might have muddy ties going elsewhere. And again, this I is like a, really, a two dimensional version of a 10 dimensional thing. But, um, anyways, so I just think you're constantly in this state of flux and shift and transition and to be just open and receptive to um, bending and moving with that. I love that. Mm-hmm. I love your cord cutting thing. I never knew that you felt that way, but I've had a struggle with it the last while too. Mm-hmm. And so I started looking at it as like this beautiful satin ribbon between us and that there's just like this most gorgeous bow. And sometimes I undo the bow a little bit. So it's not like this, like, Hacha, we're done, we're mm-hmm. over. But there's just like, I'm just going to let that go a little bit for my own self right now. Like I don't have to look after this because I feel like I do get very energetically attached to certain people in uh, my life that I'm like taking on all the worries like that we that's a whole other podcast mm-hmm. of else that I don't need to worry about and so I do love the idea of this web piece and two we are completely webbed together like energy precedes matter mm-hmm. right so like there's no I think it's why it's so important that we're self-aware because our wounded energy is projected out there. And if we can clean up our own cords, if we can work Mm -hmm. on our own self, then there isn't that vomiting. I feel like that happens out there to other people. Mm -hmm. And I think that is such just a wounded energy state that people don't necessarily see that they're putting out onto others. And I don't think we manifest the things we want in our life in that state either. Mm -hmm. I have like a, a, a belief that probably is going to be well received, but I, I don't believe in the cord cutting as well. I think it's bypassing. I think it's bypassing, taking control and sovereignty over your own energy and your own mental, emotional state. And I, I people that I have worked with and myself in that state, cause I was like, 2011 hard cord cutting, <laughs> cord cutting was my full-time job. And, uh, I was, I was just in a state of bypassing what was really at the root, what was going on for me. I was pointing outward and looking outward at these energies that I accused of connecting to me and pulling my energy down. I wasn't owning my energy. I wasn't owning my energetic space. I wasn't cleansing my energetic space. There was no sovereignty to me. I was everywhere. And I I do believe that we're all so interconnected, but I also believe that we do have this sovereign energy that we're responsible for keeping clean. And that's how I see it in the bubble. And okay. So this is interesting to me because I have always looked at cord cutting as me taking my power back, not as there's something wrong with them. Mm. I looked at it as like, more like a tube of like, I was just pouring all this energy into whatever situation it was, whether it was a friendship Mm -hmm. or a relationship or whatever that was, that didn't need to be poured. (laughs) Like it was just Mm -hmm. like overthinking essentially. Yeah. So it's like leaking energy out. Yeah. Yeah. And so I've always 
kind of visualize cord cutting as like, no, this is just like me setting my own boundary of like, Jen, you don't need to freaking focus on this. I never looked at it as like, ugh, you are such a sucker over there <laughs> that you're sucking me. So that's interesting that we had kind of a, like, I like that there's very different takes on what that means. So. Yeah. I think there's a few different ways that people use it, but it, at the end of it, it's like that you aren't owning your energy and your energy leaks, whatever's yeah. going on. It's always you, right? Like yeah. it's always like this leak. I'm, I'm choosing to put attention and energy into this focus yes. and I can bring it back. I can bring it home and choose health and growth and, and abundance. But um, yeah, there's, the amount of times I've been told, like if I'm having a, a time or going through a struggle to go do a cord cutting meditation and I never do it because I, almost I, I don't believe in it now because I do so much look at it as like, cause when I got to like this ribbon thing in one of my meditations, I was like, Oh, I like this. Cause I'm like taking and I'm like rolling up this beautiful ribbon inside of myself that I can give to anybody at any time. And so it felt powerful within myself to have, like just creating that space of like, no, like this, I can take whatever I want right here. I'm just going to hold and sit in this power that I have within me and not focus so outwardly on something else, somebody else's crap that isn't my crap. I think that's the whole, like, I kind of come back to this. Another strong belief I have is that we are spiritual beings and constantly we're in, you know, different places and we've got like, we've got baby witches and we've got new spiritual, this person. And so many people are like, quote unquote, learning. And so then they go to people and like, how do you do this? And how do you do that? And what about this? And I think like the, the long and short of it is that spirituality is an art form, which means that no one goes up to, you know, a famous artist and, and corrects how they hold their brush. Oh, you're not holding your brush properly. No, you're a creator. You get to hold the brush however you fucking want to. And I think that it it should go to say that we each have our own experiences and how we do things. And for some one of us to go, this is the right way or this is the wrong way to do something is really just um, is an infringement on that person's ability to create their own experience. And so I don't want to communicate that cord cutting is wrong. I want to communicate it doesn't mm-hmm. work for me. The visual, I could not get the visual. So I created a visual that works for me. That's probably the same bleeping thing as like what you do, Jen, and what, what you do, Melanie, because I found something that just lands. But if, if a cord cutting works for a person, then they should use it. And mm-hmm. even if like, like I think taking into account what Melanie said, like, are you owning your stuff or are you trying to cut that person out? And I would also go one step further to go, it's not wrong. It's not wrong to, if they're doing it to cut that person out because that person is causing whatever, whatever, that's the step. That's the first step. You, you guys know like the, the adage, right? That so someone seeking support for mental health, you know, okay, yes, ideally we're meditating, we're doing self-care, we've got exercise, we've got a good diet, all this stuff. And then we resort to medication. But sometimes someone's in a way where they need the medication so that they can meditate, so that they can go exercise, so they can do self-care. Like we're, we're human beings and there's not this formula that works for us. And we have to kind of be able to approach things. So I just think that everyone gets to be in their own place and do things their own way. And yes, I'd love to say like, oh, that's, you know, not the most ideal way to do it. But I think it's like, 
going through, you know, grade school, like you, you have to maybe understand addition before you can truly understand subtraction. And so maybe we, you know, you get to multiplication, you look back at addition, like, oh, that's kids stuff. So we're at this place with cord cutter. We were like, oh no, I don't do that that way anymore because I don't need to. It's like, wow, good for us. Like we, we got to a place where we don't need to do it that way anymore, but we had to go through that step and get there. Maybe in five years we come back to it too. You just never know, right? Like we're, we're in a continual cycle. My brain right now says it's not of use to me. I have my own sovereign energy. I own this land. I am the queen. And, uh, yeah, in five years, maybe I have another, uh, where I'm like, wow, like this cord cutting stuff really works. And, and, you know, you come back to it and it's true enough. the amount that I've changed since I started actually like talking about this and doing the work, um, the last 10 years is nuts. It's nuts. Like you just keep growing and changing and, um, even like watching people, but I do it. I think you're right. Like going through grade school. Cause it does kind of seem like we go through all of the phases about the same time. And um, yeah, it, it kind of looks that way. What's next. What, what phase do we go to next? I just want to make know. sure like the, cause our previous episode, we talked about motherhood and getting all this information and all these experts weighing in and all, mm. and all this stuff. And then we forget how to align with ourselves. I see that happen in just spiritual practices all the time where someone's like, well, I don't know what to do. And I'm like, of course you do. Of course mm-hmm. you do. You are you. Yeah. You are the only you. You are the person that knows best. I can tell you yeah. some stuff that works for me. And like, just like mothering, I can tell you stuff mm-hmm. that's worked for me and stuff that I enjoy and I prefer, um, which you may not prefer, or maybe you'll be like, oh my gosh, that unlocked the thing that I have been waiting yeah. for. So I think it's really, really great that we knowledge share. Um, I just want that to make sure that who any, if anyone's listening, I just don't want them like to, to take on a belief because... Because they like us and they thought that it was like, oh, well, they're smart. So they know the way, especially if it's something that they're just not experiencing yet Mm -hmm. or ever or whatever. So it's just, again, like you're, you're the artist and no one gets to tell you how to hold the brush. But if you are holding your brush and it feels weird, you could ask someone, how do you hold your brush? Ask 20 people how they Mm -hmm. hold their brush and see what way fits for you or techniques or anything. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. I, I, I hope that the people who listen to this podcast know by now that we are not here as like, um, information. It's more, yeah. I, I, I honestly am not here to provide information. I'm here to provide relation. And if you relate to me, that's awesome. If you relate to Tanya, that's awesome. If you relate to Jen, or if you relate to none of us, cool. Bye. Like, I hope you yeah, send like feedback. <laughs> yeah. But you know, like at the end of the day, you, I hope that we inspire you to become your own powerhouse, your own sovereign energy, your own beautiful satin ribbon, or your clean, your vacuuming your court. How do you clean them, Tanya? I pictured a vacuum. Um, well, they're not cords, right? It's the web. Yeah. And so, and so it's a little bit you like have your, a big wind. Your, no, it's a little bit like your bubble. Shake it out. <laughs> it's like um shake it out. <laughs> well, there's a spinning. Hang on, the spinning a second. I actually <laughs> usually do some sort of sweeping sort of method. Okay. It's like like almost a literal kind of cleaning, like dusting, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um but there there is like a a barrier like sort of like a bubble. There's you know, a boundary of sorts and then I kind of 
just see what's there and whatever is there. Cause sometimes the texture is different. So I pick my tool based on what texture it is. So sometimes it's like dusting and sometimes it's like shoveling and sometimes it's pushing. Shoveling out the shit. Oh, legit. Oh, legit. Yeah. And then, um, at the end, just to get rid of anything, I spin, I spin the bu- bubbles. So it's like centrifugal force kind of like pushes everything out. Oh yeah. That's cool. And if you are new to our podcast and you don't know even what we're talking about, there are about 18 billion uh, cord cutting meditations <laughs> that you can do. And like, and obviously I did a bunch of them <laughs> with all the archangels. And um, <laughs> yes. from that, like, it, it, it don't ever be afraid to take in information, even if it doesn't align, because from that, you're going to school, you're gathering your tools, like Tanya said, like it's a different tool every time, it's a different technique, but you're going to learn what you like best from all of these experiences. Do you have to commit to them? Do they have to all work? No, but don't be afraid of trying that stuff. And and just because I, I say like, I won't do a cord cutting meditation because I know that there's something else that needs to happen for me. Don't let that stop you from like going on your Spotify and looking up a cord cutting meditation because... Oh. Some of those are really relaxing and, and sometimes that's all you need to feel that energy release is that total relaxation that's offered through the meditation. And, and maybe the meditation is the medicine of that. Yes. And one day we will talk our, our friend Melanie into doing an episode that is uh, just a, just a meditation. Yeah. <laughs> I think too, for the cord cutting piece, like thinking back to when I was really heavy into that, I didn't have the consciousness to go deeper at that time. So yeah, me too. What I needed, in, and I would do it daily, daily. And I was a visual person. I am a visual person. Yeah. So I, I say that it didn't work because I looked at it. Oh, you know why I say it didn't work? It's because I didn't get the result I wanted. <laughs> <laughs> I just remembered. That's why it didn't work. But <laughs> um, but yeah, like it, if you're a visual person, these meditations can be like. I, uh, yeah, I, I've had some pretty transcendent experiences and, um, did they work for me in the style that I still thought about this person or still felt like my energy was, um, in their energy? I, I don't want to put on that someone was putting their energy in mine because there's no way I could know that, but I always felt like it, I still had that same problem at the end. But I was, yeah, I was gathering tools and I was figuring out, Oh, Melanie, you really need to like control your own energy and actually in reality you need to set some pretty strong boundaries around people and how they treat you because that's why you feel the way you do and so I started putting things into action and maybe that's 10 years of of doing this stuff right yeah probably a lot of experience I look at it kind of like I have a friend that went into arts a few years ago and she's learning she got right into so many different modalities, right? Like she had to learn, you had to take different modalities. You couldn't just go in for paint or you couldn't just go in for clay or uh, glass blowing. You had to go in for everything. And it's kind of like that. You don't know until you try what modality will work best for you or that you'll feel aligned with. There's so many things that she's learned that she's just like, oh, I wouldn't have tried that out if I wasn't kind of adding to the toolbox of knowledge. Mm-hmm. I've done a, I've done a million different modalities and and different programs and pathways and at the end of it you always come back to you and I think that um, 
if that's the path you need to take to arrive at your own doorstep, then that's the path you need to take to arrive at your own doorstep. That's it's the perfect. Yes. Should we wrap it up on that? Sounds yeah. Good. I just want to thank Kenya for her snort. That was the best part of this podcast. <laughs> Don't perfect. make me do it again. It's only I'm still after. dying, but trying to be serious. <laughs> it's, it's it's the relax, and I swear I'm like I've never snorted until I became pregnant, and then after that, it just never went away. God, that was classic. I'm glad it was caught on recording. Well, I'm yeah. so thankful you were all able to hear my snort. Thank you for joining us on this episode of the Spiritual Boss Podcast. We appreciate you listening. Um, please click the subscribe button. If you enjoyed our podcast, we'd love it. If you'd leave a review, it does help people find us. We welcome emails. This, uh, no, the, why do I always want to put the spiritual boss podcast at gmail.com. And then we're on Instagram at the spiritual boss podcast. And we each have in, individual accounts as well. So give us a follow peace in peace out.